Shalom, uh, brothers and sisters. We are dealing with the topic of relationship. And we know this is a very essential issue that determines our happiness, fulfillment in life. But yet, it is very complicated and uh, that gives us a lot of problems. And uh, we need to know who we are in order to be able to relate to others in a healthy, positive ways. Some people, they do not know themselves. So they are depending on people to reaffirm uh, who they are and reassure who they are. So they are hypersensitive over what people say, and many times they are very suspicious. You know, even though you didn't say it, but they, they will comment that, you know, people will not like uh, if I say this and so on. So they are very suspicious of what people think. Those are the uh, telltale signs uh, that tells us that the person really do not know who he is. And that's why the scripture tells us in Colossians 3 verse 12, we looked at that last week. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So once we know who we are in Christ, then we know the appropriate uh, character, the appropriate reaction that we should have uh, in our relational problem. So the putting on of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, all these are our characteristic trail in our life. And because we know we are a child of God, we are a servant of Christ, and therefore we put on the nature of Christ, we put on the char this characteristic which characterizes our Lord Jesus. And these characters are being formed through trials, through difficulties, through challenging relationships. It's through all these problems that we have relationship, you know, this character uh, uh, trail are being established in our life. So we need to constantly be aware of the challenges and put on, put on the right uh, response or the right characteristic uh, so that we uh, we, we honor the Lord Jesus in our relationship. And uh, unfortunately, of course, many times we forget who we are. And then we are there to challenge, we are there to argue, we are there to prove that we are not what people think or we are uh, right and so on and so on. So, and we begin to act in the flesh. And many people their hearts, their emotions are being defiled because they take offense over what people say and what people do. And as a result, it created relational uh, conflicts, division, uh, 
destroy, uh, destroying, destroying the unity that is in our midst. And uh, beside the characteristic trail, which is independent of what people do to us, because it's a response from the knowledge of who we are in Jesus. You know, so it's, it doesn't matter what people do. When we are conscious of who we are, then we will respond in an appropriate manner so that these characters are being established. But still, we cannot avoid being hurt. We cannot avoid the, the unpleasant experience that, that will come to us. And so the next verse in Colossians 3, verse 13, he said, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the law forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So we talk about the characteristic a character trail that we need to put on. But this, uh, today's message will be what we need to put on dealing with hurts, painful experience in our relationship with one another. It says we need to bear with each other and forgive one another. And so, and then, And over, verse 14, and over all these virtues, over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. It tells us, yeah, we have some good characteristic uh, uh, character in, in, in our life. But uh, sometimes we are put to the test. And uh, we fail. We didn't respond in the correct way. And that's why the scripture says, above all these virtues, some you are very strong at, others not so, but above all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together. So we, in perfect unity. So we really need to be clothed with the love of God. And, and in this love, all these characters are, uh, are part of the manifestation of this love. So, what does it mean to put on love? We need to put on love in dealing with a problematic, hurting relationship. What does it mean? Proverbs 10 verse 12. Proverbs 10 verse 12. Hatred stirs up conflicts. But love covers over all wrongs. So when we put on love, the first thing is it covers a multitude of sin. It covers all wrong. But when there is that wrong, defiled spirit in us, you know, it stirs up all kinds of conflicts. Proverbs 17, verse 9. 
Whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separate close friends. So when there is anger, there is hurt, very often there are people who just want to take revenge or to justify themselves, uh, to argue. And as a result, it leads to distorted truth because we, we are caught up in the emotion we cannot see uh, clearly and uh, we want to accuse the other person uh, resulted in slandering uh, the other person because we want to show that we are right. So, but if we foster love, if we put love as our priority, you know, in, in our relationship, it will cover a multitude of sin or offenses. So we can overlook offense when we, uh, we put on the love of God instead of wanting revenge, wanting justice. So when we are in a relational problem, what kind of approach do you have? If you are caught up in the hatred, the anger, the hurts, you, know, the, you react very aggressively. But whereas we are filled with the love of God, we put on love, we are able to overlook offenses. We are able to uh, continue to maintain a healthy relationship with the people. And then 1 Peter 4 verse 7 tells us, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. Let me read again. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. And then verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sin. So we, we overlooked an, offenses, an, an offense for the sake of Jesus. We understand the time that we are in, the end of all things is near. Our mind is filled with the kingdom of God, pursuing the kingdom of God. We realize the end of all things is near. There are bigger issues in life that we have to deal with rather than being caught out and, and continue to be bind and, and, and troubled by all those petty, petty things that that people say and people do. We see this in churches. People in cell group, oh, they don't like this one, they are not comfortable with that one. Since there's no sense of the bigger picture, the kingdom of God. And that's why we say we need to have a kingdom mindset. The end of all things is near. We've got to pursue the kingdom of God, rather than allow Satan to come in and divide us and stir up problems so that we cannot move on, right? The ends of all things are near. So we've got to be alert 
and sober-minded, not be caught up with the offenses of people, the emotion that you feel. And it says, so that we can pray. So that we can pray. Because if you are caught up in those emotional feelings, I, I know this very well. Because many times in leadership, I have to deal with problems. And the emotions are caught in it. And during those times, you're also you're so focused and, and, and troubled by this thing, you want to resolve it and so It takes up all your energy. You have no, no strength and, and, and no time to think about other things, which could be more important. This may be critical, but the other things could be more important, but you, have, you don't have time to deal with those important things because you're so caught up with it, you know. And, uh, and when you're caught up with it, sometimes you're not able to see things clearly, objectively. Because your emotion are very much involved. And as a result, we cannot pray. We cannot pray accurately. We may say prayer, but we are not praying to God. We may be complaining to God. So coming back to talk about relationship, not just dealing with problems in general, but in relationship. So when we took offense, when our emotions are involved, when we are hurt, we cannot see clearly. And as a result, we cannot pray. So in order to pray accurately, in order to pray to God, we've got to have sober mind. Right? Let's come back to what it says. Therefore, be alert. And sober-minded so that you may pray. So when we are caught up emotionally, we are not sober-minded. We cannot see objectively. And we may say prayer, but we cannot pray. And some Christians during this time, what are we doing? We are not praying. We are practicing spiritual witchcraft. We are coming before God just like Satan accusing the believers before God. So we are there to accuse, we are there to judge, we pray God's justice will come upon them. What we're doing is playing spiritual witchcraft. That's why the Bible says you cannot pray. But when you're sober-minded, you're alert, you're able to pray accurately according to how the Lord wants us to pray. So we are able to reach heavens through our prayer. So the, the the end of all things is near. We have the big issue of seeing the kingdom of God coming to earth. Let's focus on what the Lord has commanded us rather than be caught up with all these petty little problems that of, of our feeling, what we like, what we don't like. And it says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sin. So when we are caught up in a conflicts and troubled relationship, it tests how deep we love one another. It says you love each other deeply. 
Because when we love deeply, we are able to cover a multitude of sin. We are able to move on rather than being caught up in that conflicts. So your reaction, my reaction, which will tells me how much, how deep is my love for the other person. And many people they show that they love not others, just themselves. You know, their opinion, their right, their feeling, is all about them. You know, justice. So can you see? In a conflict situation, you you know from the reaction of the the person, or, or, or even ourselves, we can tell whether we really love others or we love ourselves. And so, at this end time, we need to love each other as the Lord loves us. Love each other deeply, so that we can face the challenges, the test of our relationship. That is coming as we walk with Jesus. So when we truly love, how does it look like? First Corinthians thirteen, verse four to verse seven tells us what love is is like. We read it in a wedding, but we need to read it every day because we are dealing with people relationship. I know marriage relationship could be the hardest. The toughest, you know, that we have to deal with, right? Other relationship you can walk away, but marriage relationship we have to make it work. We have to work at it. So it says, how do we work at it? How do we put on love? He said, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. That means it does not try to compete with the other person. Who is right? Who is good? Who is better? It does not envy. It does not boast, so it's not self-seeking. It's looking at the other person's uh, benefit. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. This is a very important uh, virtue that we 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 have in love. It does not dishonor others. We know how to respect one another. We know how to honor one another. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily anger. I mentioned about people who are sensitive, hypersensitive of what people say or didn't say, didn't do. You know, it is not easily anger. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always persevere. So we can see all these uh, different characteristics. We need them. It's, that is because we are in a problematic relationship, and that's why we need to put on all these virtues. But we we need to put it on in order to 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 have a healthy relationship. But especially, especially when we are 
in a troubled relationship. That's when we need to persevere. That's when we need to protect. That's when we need to be kind and so on, right? So, so there are many things that could come in a relationship to divide us, to destroy us. But when we put on love, it brings healing, it brings restoration, commitment to the covenant so that we will stay together, we will be one. So our response is a test of how deep we love one another. The Bible, Bible says love each other deeply, deeply, so that we are able to overcome and, and, and to pray. And then to, the scripture tells us putting on, uh, to put on love, we need to bear with each other. Bear with each other. That means we have to suffer the wrong of people. To bear with their failing, their shortcoming, and to be kind so that they have time to work it out, work it through, and uh, come out as the Lord would have them to, uh, to, to grow. Even though at this time, the behavior of the person may be unacceptable. So we have to bear with the person. It's a process of growth. Growth doesn't come immediately, instantaneously. It has to go through that process. So we need to give room, space for people to make those mistakes, to behave in, a, in, in that manner. But the important thing is to lead them to repentance because we put on love so that uh, they will grow. The Lord Jesus was also very frustrated with the disciples, as we all know. Despite of his teaching, despite of his spending time with them, somehow, sudden truth, they just could not grasp. Their life was bound. So Jesus was so frustrated with them and, 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 and he even said, how long shall I be with you? So the, the love of God, the perfect love of God will, will bind us together, right? It will, it will be able to suffer long, bear with others' problems. And thirdly, in order to put on love, first it covers a multitude of sin and uh, Secondly, we, we bear with the failing, the shortcoming of people. And number three, we forgive each other. We forgive each other. Colossians 3, 13. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So forgiveness doesn't mean that we ignore what other people has done and just putting a very false superficial uh, reaction, oh it doesn't matter it doesn't matter, uh, that, that's not what we mean when we forgive forgive as the Lord forgave you, 
So when we come before God, we acknowledge that we have sinned, we have failed, and we come before God and ask God for forgiveness. And by His grace, by His mercy, that's how He forgives us. So we are not saying that when, when we are in a troubled relationship, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. You know, it's a very superficial kind of uh, uh, way of trying to resolve problems. But, but nothing good came out of it because the person did not grow. The person did not understand or, or acknowledge their failing. They continue to repeat the same thing uh, and, and, and probably feel with pride and arrogance. So the Bible says, forgive as the Lord forgave us. Meaning, yes, we do not deserve for God to forgive us over the the, the sin, over the, the things that we have done. But by grace and mercy. So the person that we forgive, yes, they do not deserve it. What they do is wrong. What they do is very hurting. But we forgive because we want to see repentance. We want to see a new life, growth coming to the person. So Martin Luther King Jr. says this, Forgiveness creates the atmosphere necessary for a fresh start and a new beginning. Forgiveness creates the atmosphere necessary for a fresh start and a new beginning. So we give the person room and time to start all over again, to re-establish himself or herself after that feeling, after that disappointment. And, and so we create a kind of atmosphere where they feel they are still loved, they are accepted, they are honored, Specter as a person that, that gives them that, that motivation to just rise up and to be the person that they can be in Christ Jesus. So rather than holding a grudge against a person, offense against a person, harboring bitterness inside, and as a result, opening the doors for the enemies to, to come in to destroy our relationship, to destroy unity. We forgive. And, and that is absolutely essential in order for us to live with no grievance in our heart. Because there is bound to be disappointment, bound to be hurts and, and uh, uh, un- unrighteous things that happen through us, to us, you know, so forgiveness is an essential uh, act that we, we, we need to cultivate. Forgive as the law forgives us. Don't talk about justice. Don't talk about uh, our demand. But let love, let grace, let mercy come because we want to see a new beginning. We create the atmosphere for a new beginning. Peter came to Jesus and asked Jesus in Matthew 18, verse 21, 
He said, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brothers or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. So we know forgiveness is hard. The disciples know that is hard. And so they come to Jesus and, and, and said, Peter asked Jesus, you know, seven is a complete number, so if I forgive the person seven times, that should be enough. But I'm sure he's caught by surprise. Jesus says 70 times seven. So is Jesus asking us to calculate the number of times people has offended us and so we can calculate until such time that we say, that's it, you know, we're not going to forgive that person. Is that what Jesus is trying to teach us? Jesus is trying to tell us that 70 times seven, that means we, we forgive the person, we, we, we do not allow offenses that happens to, to destroy our relationship with the other person. So that is uh, difficult. We are not dealing with a legalistic issue. How many times? But rather we're dealing with the spirit and the attitude that we should have, that we should carry insight in relationship. So our attitude is 70 times 7, meaning we, we are just ready. We, we live with a spirit of forgiveness, a spirit of grace and mercy. You know, people will offend us. Yes, you know, many times repeated offense. But each time we forgive, we forgive. We do not allow any incidents to come and hinder our relationship with that person. So there is a total acceptance because we want to see a restoration of relationship. Matthew 18, verse 35. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brothers or sister from your heart. So, can you see? The spirit of forgiveness. Forgive from our heart. And that's how we need to live in this world because uh, in our relationship because we know there will be trouble. You know, there will be challenge, challenging time. But we keep looking to God, how God relates to us. And that's how we want to relate to one another. And we need to learn. We need to grow in it. And it comes through challenging relationship, difficult times. And each time we, we know who we are, we just put on all this virtue, but most of all, we put on the love of God in our life because we know that the love of God will cover our sin so that we can continue in a healthy relationship with people even though they may have brought about suffering, pain, 
and frustration, disappointment in our life. So I hope we are learning something in these lessons, how we are to put on love. Beside all these other virtues, we are to put on love, which covers a multitude of sin. And we do not allow offenses to come into our life. We live with a spirit of forgiveness uh, so that uh, we can continue to, to advance the kingdom of God together because the time is coming. Time is no more. We, that, that's our focus and do not allow the enemies to come in to destroy our relationship. So may the Lord bless us even as we learn these hard lessons in life uh, to continue to, to be like Jesus, to forgive like Jesus so that we, uh, and we put on His nature, the virtues in our life so we can reflect Him in our relationship with one another. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for reminding us of the challenges that we are facing in relationship and how we should respond to them. Lord, we want to be very conscious of who we are as child of God, as servants of God. And uh, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you receive us, you accept us, you forgive us, you cleanse us, you build us up. You have made us who we are. And Lord, we, we just want to be conscious of this fact. And so we put on the nature of Christ in our relationship with one another, in our disappointment, in our hurts. Lord, we pray that all this virtue to be patient, to be kind, to be uh, loving, to be forgiving, to have endurance, to be gentle. All these virtues will just continue to be established in our life through each trials. And we pray that above all, we are clothed with your love, with your compassion, with your grace, with your mercy in our relationship with one another. Father, help us to be able to see what you see in our, in our conflicts, in our problems. Help us to be alert and sober-minded so that we can pray. Lord, lead us, guide us, teach us as we journey with you in your kingdom. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you again.